today we're going to be reading again out of 1 Peter. We're going to be reading in chapter 2 and talking about this one question. Where is your hope? It's all too common today for us to pour out our hope into things of the world that pass. We seek joy in friendships, wealth. You fill in the blank and we seek our joy and our hope and our completion in those things. When we do that, what we do is we set ourselves up for suffering. When God in His ways, while they still will have suffering, while we'll still have suffering and persecution in that, are the only thing in your life that you could ever pursue that will ever give you true hope. Martin Luther said, Our suffering is not worthy the name of suffering. When I consider my crosses, tribulations, and temptations, I shame myself almost to death thinking what they are in comparison to the sufferings of my blessed Savior, Jesus Christ. 1 Peter 2, starting in verse 18, if you have your Bibles, it says, Household slaves, submit to your masters with all reverence, not only to the good and gentle ones, but also to the cruel. For it brings favor if, because of a consciousness of God, someone endures grief from suffering unjustly. For what credit is there if when you do wrong and are beaten, you endure it? But when you do what is good and suffer, if you endure it, this brings favor with God. In this passage and throughout Peter, I want you guys to see one thing specifically. Peter in this book talks about the gloomy situation that Christians in Northern Asia Minor were facing. They were being treated as outsiders. Their names were being slandered. They were being persecuted in ways that we don't fully understand in our comfy American church today. Peter is telling us in this passage to pursue the ways of Christ and live a life that glorifies Jesus, even in the intense persecution that we face in this world. He explains that in this life, living in a world full of sin, we are bound to feel grief and pain and suffering. And that in our pain and suffering, we should not sink to the ways of the world, but suffer for Christ, because it brings favor with God. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 10, 31, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God, whatever you do. From the way you act in class, to the way you carry yourself at work and at home, in every situation, both good and bad, we should seek to always give God the glory. When we're led by our fleshly desires in the way that we suffer, we begin to blame God. We try to accuse God of being the one to cause pain in our lives. And by doing that, we miss out on all the great things that God will do and has already done for us. In the gravity of the sin that has overtaken our world and the pain that exists in the world because of it, we have no room to blame God, but to blame all of humanity and the devil for the pain that we face. This passage here, it says to act honorably in suffering, suffering in the trials of this world as that brings glory to God, the glory that he deserves. In the heaviness of the weight of the world that surrounds us and that every human being must hold on to because of our sin, God in his goodness sent hope to us. In the suffering that we face in our lives on earth, God sent one that would suffer to points we cannot fathom. And all of this occurred because of God's great love and his mercy for us. Follow with me in verse 21. It says, For you were called to this, because Christ also suffered for you, 
leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. He did not commit sin, and no deceit was found in his mouth. When he was insulted, he did not insult in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but entrusted himself to the one who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, so that having died to sins, we might live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed, for you were like sheep going astray, but you have now returned to the shepherd and overseers of your souls. Jesus Christ came to the earth and lived a perfect sinless life, and he suffered the death that you could not suffer on the cross so that you could be healed. I'll say that again, Jesus Christ, who came to the earth and lived a perfect sinless life, suffered the death that you could not suffer on the cross so that you could be healed. Jesus came to the earth for each of us. With the way he conducted himself, he set an example that we should strive to follow every single day of our lives. He did not get hung up on earthly arguments and distractions, but lived with a focus on heavenly things and an eager desire to glorify and to please the Lord. We should not get hung up on earthly distractions. We should follow the example that God set in that of not getting hung up on those things. Our mission is far greater than that. God has commissioned each of us into the world with the soul-saving news of the gospel and set the example for us to set our eyes on heavenly things. God has made us to have eternal vision for our lives. Jesus broke the stereotype. If you look into the Bible, Jesus broke the stereotype that many of the Jews at the time had thought of what the Messiah would be. Many of them thought that the Messiah would help Israel gain back their control from under the harsh oppression of the Romans. Jesus instead, he didn't come for earthly glory and victory, even for his own people, but he sacrificed for the kingdom of God so that God could receive glory. Jesus came to set the example for each of us of the eternal vision that we are to live our lives in. John 15, 18 says, if the world hates you, understand that it hated me before it hated you. And that's Jesus talking. This verse tells us that the world hated Jesus before it ever hated you. And if you continue reading the verses following this verse, it goes on to say that if you were of the world, the world will love you. American Christianity today has blinded us to the sacrifice of following Christ and being a true follower of Jesus. And that's to have the world hate you because Jesus is not of the world. We're not of the world. And if we were of the world, the world would love us. Today, being a Christian means that you wear a funny Jesus t-shirt Throw Philippians 4.13 in your Instagram bio. But during the time of this passage, it meant living every day knowing that you could be beaten, you could be imprisoned, or you could even be killed for your faith and doing it anyways, being faithful anyways. That's the kind of love and eternal vision God has set for us, to live every day knowing that it doesn't matter if you die because God has already finished it all. When we set our eyes on Jesus and his sacrifice for us, we begin to see the world through the eternal vision that God desires us to see the world through. A vision that isn't hung up on the problems of the world, but sees their mission on the earth and wakes up every single day to live it, to glorify God and to make disciples. In the midst of our broken world, God gave us Jesus as the hope that humanity needed to be the example for us of how we should carry ourselves in the way we live our life and to give us an eternal vision for our purpose. 
So ask again, how is your vision? Are you living your life trying to find pleasure in the things of the world? Are you trying to fill a void with the things of the world that you know in your heart will never fill you? Or are you seeing your life through the eternal vision that God calls you to live it through? A vision that doesn't get hung up on the ways of the world, but sees the eternal mission that God has set out for you. A mission to reach the world with the good news of the gospel. A vision to live a life that glorifies God and to live a life that is fully surrendered to Christ. Perhaps you've been living your life with a focus on things of this world, friends, maybe having the prettiest boyfriend or girlfriend, money, or whatever else it is for you. You can fill in that blank. And all you've gotten in the end is that feeling of being empty. But listen, God loves you. He paid the ultimate price on the cross and paid the price for your sins. All you have to do is put your faith in Jesus. Jesus is the only thing that will ever give you total fulfillment. Will you put your faith in His holiness or keep looking toward the things of this world for hope that God has already provided?